I'm I'm a crow. <laughs> Are a crow or the crow? I'm a crow. Okay. Which makes you the crow. I would disagree, but okay. Well, if I'm a crow and I'm hanging around you, then that makes you the crow. Is that the rules? Because if yes. that's true, there's a lot of the crows out there. <laughs> I think that that it uh, there's a certain amount of time that you have to spend with a crow for you to be considered the crow. Also, you kind of have to have been dead prior. Do we know if that? Well, I guess that is the only information we have for this. Anyway, okay, we're getting into semantics here. <laughs> yeah, all right. This is a this is a bit that we're we're doing off the top of the show to warn you about spoilers and explicit language, but we didn't uh, have a way to get into that to 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 transition smoothly. So I'm just gonna say there will be spoilers and explicit language, and here's a little montage yeah teaser i guess yeah to show a little bit of what you're in for eric eric eric, eric and he'll body. suck the drugs right out of your body it was a specific thing that happened during the making of this movie he liked to say on me a lot he did say that quite a few times i actually forgot what it was made for wow wow indeed i didn't know i said that because i haven't yet i know me either <laughs> The future is full of surprises. Like crows. Oftentimes it's crows, yes. There will probably be a fair amount of crow sounds in this episode. We're, we're, we watched The Crow. Yeah. We're gonna <laughs> this talk is not one it. of our better stingers. <laughs> Let's just get into the show. Let's play the theme music. Hello, welcome to the Mostly Movies Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about TV shows, video games, and the simple joy of a perfectly delivered one-liner. Oh, oh my goodness, yes, we do need to talk about some of those. <laughs> but Mostly Movies, my name is Michael. And I'm Brian. And tonight's movie is 1993 or 4's The Crow, starring Brandon Lee, and I have these in my notes, but I'm not at the right place. Uh, starring Brandon Lee and Ernie Hudson and Michael Wincott and Tim Parati as badass criminal, <laughs> also featuring stuntman Buddy Joe Hooker. <laughs> this film was directed by Alex Proyas. Uh, what do we talk about first here? Well, first we catch up. We yeah. have the catch up segment. We have the catch up segment. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. How are you, Brian? I'm also doing great. There we go. We're all caught up. <laughs> now we uh, we got to give a plot summary on this movie, The Crow. The Crow. Oh, so, goody. So what do you, this movie Do you want to do or shy? Do you think you got it? How quickly? I'll bet. Okay, here, wait. Bring on a timer. I'll bet I could do it in one minute flat. Okay, hold on. Let me get that started. Stopwatch. You have one minute starting now. All right, there's a guy that died due to some really terrible things. There's a lot of uh, crime in this here city that's maybe referred to as Death City. Not important. What is important that there's this dude that dies and his fiance also dies, and he gets risen from the dead by a crow, maybe? Also, maybe a spirit of vengeance. Kind of like, uh, what's his face? Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, that's it. And he goes or throughout the city killing off all the people that's responsible for all the death that happened to him and his fiance and all the terrible other things. There's also some girl involved that maybe was friends, and then also... There's this, like, crime boss guy that's, like, the head of it all who looked really familiar, and we don't know why. And all on top of that, this crow apparently has, like, superpowers beyond being able to revive himself from the dead. But maybe that's just the crow's fault, and he can, like, do mind pageant magic 
magic magic and it's he'll suck the drugs right out of your he'll body. suck the drugs right out of your body it, that one was weird and, and then also he's got a clown face on there you go That's correct wow very i have three good. seconds to spare <laughs> very good you've done it i've done it so that's the crow in a in, in a very rushed in nutshell. nutshell yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the box office. How much this did movie. this movie cost to make? Because I, I, I guess it was 1990s, but still, yes. this didn't seem like it was a high-budget film. Medium budget, I would Medium say. Medium budget, This okay. movie had a budget of $23 million. I guess That's... I don't have much to compare it to for movies back in the day. But, yeah, I'm uh, going to be honest, I'm not entirely sure either. Let's assume like, that it was medium. <laughs> I know the most expensive ones today can be like $200 million. Yeah, but inflation but, has kind of made that Yeah, and there's different. not a lot of CGI or anything in this movie. Not a know? ton, but there is some. Um, How much would you guess that this movie grossed uh, at the box office? I'm going to go with not a lot. Uh, let's say Let's say 10. <laughs> Close, Brian. Oh, it really? grossed a total of ninety-four million dollars at the box office. I actually forgot what it was made for. <laughs> Twenty-three million. Okay, so it did better. Okay, yes, it much it better. Was considered so a I success. wasn't close. You were being facetious. Got it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about. Uh, well, first let's talk about our personal histories with this movie. What right, did you know about The Crow prior to watching this uh, today? I'd only known that people that I knew have watched this movie before. Uh, that it, very very little besides that, other than it was maybe a comic. You know what we haven't mentioned? What? This is our Halloween special. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we should have mentioned that up top. Happy even... Halloween, Happy everyone! Halloween. Also, did we even mention in the like opening stinger or or the 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 plot summary that the movie takes place on Halloween and the day before Halloween? Oh no, I forgot. I oh, I omitted that. There is Halloweenness to this movie. Just a little bit. Yeah. Not a lot. But just a little bit. Enough Halloween to call it a Halloween movie. Sort of. We were originally going to watch Slither, and then it wouldn't load. It wouldn't load. So, I mean, The Crow really determined this. I think the spirit of The Crow <laughs> came down into your TV and was like, you're going to watch The Crow today. I guess so, because I don't have another way to explain that. Anyway, so wait. You knew very, very little about this movie very prior to little. watching it, it. Next to nothing. You didn't even know you were going to watch it today. I didn't even know I was going to watch it. No. <laughs> Everything was a surprise. Did you know that the main character, the crow, or um, what was his character's name? Eric something? Eric Draven. Draven, that's yes. it, yes. Uh, the actor, Brandon Lee, son of Bruce Lee. That is, okay, I was actually going to ask you. But I didn't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, and he did the, uh, he was one of the stunt coordinators. Too. Okay, I saw that and I it, it further made me think, well, maybe it is. But also, he don't look Asian. <laughs> no, no, he he didn't. Oh, uh, who who did Bruce Lee marry? Maybe it. I have no idea. Because. That's not very important though. No, not really. Let's, okay, well, I'll talk about my history of this movie. Um. Most of what I knew about this movie was that Brandon Lee was in it, and then a specific thing that happened during the making of this movie that we will get into in the production history. Okay. Which is going to happen right now. Oh, good. Great segue, I guess. 
So when uh, you talk about the production of this movie, there's really one thing that stands out above the rest. And that is uh, during the production on The Crow, it was struck by tragedy when Brandon Lee was fatally wounded during filming. Oh, as, really? Oh, as, I did as not Lee know this. had finished most of his scenes before his death, the film was completed through script rewrites, a stunt double, and digital effects. The crew is dedicated to Lee and his fiance, Eliza Hutton. Oh, that's what that was about. Okay. So, there's lots more details. Okay, so about the so whole thing, it, it, the, they they screwed up the proper gun basically, safety. Basically, yeah, a partial and of the bullet got lodged in the chamber and went straight through Mr. Lee. Brandon Lee, and he died. And this is actually kind of been highlighted in the news the last couple days as well oh um, yeah well not to date this episode but wasn't who who was it there's some famous comedian guy yeah um alec baldwin that's it yeah. yeah he just a few days ago accidentally shot two people and killed one person on the production of his new movie so uh that kind of brought into light like this same kind of uh tragic accident happening again history kind of repeated itself yeah so yeah during uh the production of this paramount pictures had actually made the movie and then after the tragedy happened they they decided not to complete it oh really and they sold the rights to miramax who actually finished the film okay and ended up distributing it as far as like the release it ended up getting like very positive reviews it ended up gaining a cult following and spawned three sequels and a television oh, series. Three? And a te- Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know about the television series. Which also obviously featured different protagonists. And right, I yeah. guess none of them really matched the success of this original film. Curious. Okay. That is pretty much everything that's probably the most in-depth history we've had in a while for a movie (laughs) yes well it definitely is a movie that almost is more famous for its production than it is as an actual movie i was gonna say because the movie's quality okay you won't get into that (laughs) but before we do that we have to talk about something (laughs) something yes you should bring up your notes because this little board i have is no longer accurate as to what we actually end up doing. The characters. Oh, the characters, movie. right, yes. Okay, so we've got the the crow himself, yeah, Mr. Brandon, Brandon Lee. Lee. How do you think he did? Fine, I guess. I mean, all right, just a blanket overall for all these characters, I would say. There wasn't any, like, terrible acting, but it was very 90s. <laughs> I think there was one terrible actor, and he had exactly one line, but the tone that this movie had... It worked. It, yeah, okay, <laughs> which character are you thinking of? Uh, the cop when uh, when the crow is like telling that guy to drive his his car like super fast, and they drive by that cop car, and they're like drinking their coffee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cop that's driving, he's just like, "What the crap!" And he like throws his coffee out the window and starts driving. <laughs> that line was delivered so poorly, it made me laugh. <laughs> but every once in a while. A movie captures camp so perfectly that it <laughs> automatically, in my opinion, becomes a perfect movie. 
<laughs> so you're one of the cult followers, oh, I guess, of this absolutely. now? Absolutely. And I had no idea that I would be because <laughs> I knew nothing about this movie. But I think that all of the cast is so perfect in this movie. For for a, for a 90s movie, yes, this works just fine. Quite frankly, I don't really know what to say. It it other than it's just it's very 90s feeling and it works very well. I didn't have a problem with anybody and I thought they were all just fine. Him and the cop obviously are the best ones. Yes, Ernie Hudson yeah. is the the cop that kind of he was there the night that uh the murders happened and then he ends up coming into contact with Eric Eric Eric, Eric. and I think mainly because he's kind of looking after the the girl that was the friend of Sarah and Eric right. that also showed up the the night of the murders yeah I think that the crow Brandon Lee who were still talking about sorry yes <laughs> um, you know he's a superhero I mean he's a vigilante but like I think the world that this this movie builds where everybody is just sketchy beyond belief oh yeah I think um, Gotham but somehow worse yes yeah, <laughs> in, in this world that's the kind of superhero that you get <laughs> okay you yeah. know what I mean he's basically yeah. the Joker he's basically Heath Ledger's Joker he, he basically is yes only he's the good guy He's he's kind of as I was watching this, I was like, he has aspects of Christian Bale's Batman and Heath Ledger's Joker all rolled into one. I would, from what little I know of the Crow, that just sounds like a good description of what the Crow is probably supposed to be. Which is awesome. I'm totally here for that. <laughs> well, good. He, Glad we accidentally watched this movie instead. Yeah, like it would be easy for his character to be melodramatic and just like angsty very very goth and yeah, emo and you know, with the face paint and, and oh, everything yeah. like that and at first it looked like that's how this was gonna go right yeah during the opening when he's just like weeping yeah uh, what well okay uh, i should say that later sorry continue he's painting his face anyway he brings levity to it he does like as he's confronting the bad guys he has one-liners everybody's and, got freaking one-liners in this movie you know the moment when the cops show up like after he throws that guy out of the window and they're like freeze and he just kind of like starts dancing away <laughs> it was so good the the way that he portrays this character is awesome agreed i think 100 i think that i could blanket blanket statement that for everybody in this movie i think next well i guess we'll talk about ernie hudson next, yeah i mean he's just a good actor in general and, and his character has... is yeah it feels very like the cop from die hard yes which i think just works as a concept because it's very relatable and somehow also you know he's the good guy you root for and you know he's right even though everyone else is against him so it's a very easy role to put into a movie and it's automatically a good thing i learned something very important from him and during this movie too uh what's that how to properly make a hot dog <laughs> i forgot the, one of the opening already scenes forgot. in this movie is at a hot dog stand and the hot dog guy is doing it all wrong <laughs> and he's like here just give it to me let me do it you gotta put the mustard on the bottom first and then you gotta really pile the onions on <laughs> he's not wrong he's not wrong i 100 agree with this man yeah that made him completely relatable to me you know 
he knows how to make a good hot dog and i appreciate a good hot dog maybe part of his backstory is he used to work at that hot dog stand maybe that's why he knows the guy well probably he just goes there a lot but still we can we can assume some headcanon he he also has a lot of really great one-liners like at the first crime scene when the dude has all the knives sticking out of him and he's like i think we can rule out accidental death <laughs> yeah and then there's like a mural of the crow like painted in blood oh that's walls, right and, the, and his boss detective. is like what do you call that man he's like i call it blood <laughs> but you... i guess you'd call it graffiti <laughs> <laughs> Great lines. And uh, near the end, uh, when he's been shot and he's, like, lying on the ground. Oh, wait. Also- I think the scene you're thinking of is he, he gets shot initially and Crow's like, oh. you were supposed to stay behind me. He's like, I think I, think I, I, think I screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Okay. And, Saying oh, these lines out loud, they don't even sound that great. It's just the delivery. It's the delivery. That's yeah. what I mean by a perfectly delivered one-liner yes because it is not just the writing it's like the way that they say it oh well uh what was the line right before the guy we see the scene where the guy's been stabbed a million times with his own knives uh he was he was like at the pawn shop and the crow is like uh tintin gave me this information right before he ran out of breath or yeah. something and then it shows him with knives all sticking like out of his lungs knives sticking out of his chest which we counted during the actual fight that that happened with and there Ooh. must have been one at least one extra knife that was unaccounted for in that scene yes so this guy had more knives on him well that's his thing he was the knife guy i guess tintin. so i like how uh he killed them in the way like that their character was well, a, I mean, a person, I guess. He's 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 a spirit of vengeance of some variety. He's got to get he's got to yeah. get the most. Uh, uh, what it's not ironic. What's the word I'm thinking of? Poetic uh, justice, it, perhaps. Kind of. We'll like, go with yeah. that because I can't think of the actual word. Because like the knife guy got killed with knives. The drug guy got a bunch of needles shoved into his heart. The guy with the car got blown up, got in, his blown car. up in his car. And the other guy got thrown out the window like he did. Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't pick up on that one. You didn't? No. And then the big bad guy, he got the most poetic death. All all the pain all All at once. All the pain that he had inflicted on uh, his wife. Well, soon to be. Yeah, that she had experienced over 30 hours. He experienced it all in one moment. And then fell onto a gargoyle. A gargoyle. Gargoyle (laughs) at at the church. Speaking of which, did you notice that church at the end? I know what bit you're trying to do here, man. <laughs> that was the same church <laughs> that was in Spider-Man 3. I don't think so, just Toby because of Maguire. how many gargoyles there were. There's too many. But you see the spires? The spires were different. No, they were exactly they were, the no, same. They were definitely I different. I think that that was the same church. <laughs> this episode is probably going to come out before the Venom 2 episode. <laughs> Probably. But this Spoilers! Is a, it's a running joke now. It's fine. You're just going to get the second part of it before the first. I guess so. But you're going to laugh after uh, you hear... Oh, okay, wait. There's one more character we should talk about before we move on. The big bad guy? The, uh, no, the pawn shop owner. Because he had... I think he was our first introduction to some of the best one-liners in this. Well, he, he liked to say shit on me a lot. He did say that quite a few times. Uh, I feel like he had some other great ones, though. He did. Shoot, the, what were they? None of his are coming to mind. The one they uh, were the first ones we started laughing at, though. That's true, but the the first one that we were both like this has a lot of really good one-liners 
was when one of the henchmen came into the big bad and he was like uh tintin just got all of his vital organ vital <laughs> organs stabbed in alphabetical order that was, like that. that was a good one <laughs> and then the big bad had one where he was like uh who was who was the guy was it the car guy it was like he's not gonna make it to be with us tonight due oh, to a good. slight case of death <laughs> Who was he, by the way? The the big bad. Which which character was, or what's what was the actor's name? Because I still, well, I still think I recognize him from somewhere. Yes. Well, you probably recognize his voice more than who he actually is. The actor's name is Michael Wincott. Okay. Uh, and I looked up some of his filmography, and I didn't really see any of the movies that he's been in that I would really think uh, yeah. you would have been really into fair fair however fair. he was in a little video game series called halo really yeah which character uh i don't remember yeah, <laughs> so let me look again. that up just one second michael wincott oh i guess he was in ghost in the shell the scarlett johansson one. Oh, he played dr osmond uncredited so okay um he was also in one of the Darksiders video games. You probably recognize his voice from a lot of them. Oh, Prophet of Truth from Halo 2. Okay, so he's... Okay. Uh, I don't know. That was such a long time ago. But I could definitely see that. Oh, you got a face. What? What? Another voice role. Scroop from Treasure Planet. I don't remember who Scroop is, but he's I'm... the red crab lobster. Oh! Yeah. That fits real well. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, that's probably what we recognize him from. Well, I don't know. I still think his... You know what? Okay. His face reminds me of... Um, oh, shoot. I forgot the actor's name all of a sudden. This is embarrassing. He was Hobgoblin in Spider-Man movies. Green Goblin? No, Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin? Yeah. Uh, Harry... James Franco? Yes! My goodness! You mean New Goblin? New Goblin, whatever. mask and the snowboard. He's the Hobgoblin. Everyone knows he's the Hobgoblin. Let's talk about the bad guy, I guess, really quick. Okay, yes, As yes. a character. Do you think he was good? I think he was... Yes. You know what? Because as a, as a main villain... He was your very typical, very stereotypical. Just I'm evil through and through, but all it wasn't boring. Were. That's true. It, like all of the characters brought something to Pers the role. Just personality. You could tell them apart at the very least from just knowing what they did. Like they're I memorable. Guess. They are memorable. Yes. That's, yes, that's what I guess what I'm trying to get at. What I'd really like to talk about is how. Did we bring this up already? How how much inspiration seems to be taken? You from mentioned this? it, but go ahead. I I know what you want to talk about here. Go ahead. Yep, In yep, yep, yep. Uh, Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, because there are moments that seem to be ripped directly from this movie that Christopher Nolan put into The Dark Knight. The moment that I think we both uh, recognized was when all the bad guys were having their bad guy meeting. And the crow just kind of like shows up. And that shot of him walking towards the table was identical to the shot from The Dark Knight when the Joker shows up to the bad guys. It, it is very close. I don't think I recognized that. But I think I, when you mentioned it, I was like, yeah, you're, you've got a point. I don't know if I would go out on a limb and, you know, like if he 
said it in like an interview or something, I wouldn't be surprised. But I don't know if I'd put money on it. I'm going to have to look... I'm gonna have to look it up. Okay. Because just the vibe. Let, I mean, yes, that was very close, very it similar. Feels very similar too. Just grimy and gritty city, <laughs> like you said from the very first shot. It reminds you of Gotham. Yes, I'm and gonna I'm try sure the Gotham. Gotham that you were talking about was Christopher Nolan's version. It of was very similar. But yeah. then again, if you're gonna do a movie like this. I mean, regardless if it's Batman or comic-inspired or not, you're probably going to go with something very similar to this. So it's... Yeah. I, I do think that this is more more hardcore than uh, Gotham. <laughs> um, and I, like, just the whole visual style of this movie is... is, is Wet? Greasy? Dark and... I guess gritty. I don't like to use the term gritty because it seems very vague as to what exactly. That How about the actual conveys. texture of gritty? Because that seems to go well here. Yes. And flashy. Very flashy. Yes. A lot of close ups on people's eyes. And uh, I wrote that it has a grunge metal goth vibe. Yes. Like the whole thing. Very much so. And there's a lot of like scene transitions where it'll just transition to like a metal band playing a song on a stage <laughs> that happened what like two at maybe at three times three times and then also there was the one where it was just the crow oh like playing up on the electric roof. guitar up on the roof yeah so very like music centric kind of vibes going on in this movie too yeah i guess for context his character before he died yeah, was he, a rock and roll musician yes that's true and he had a song called it can't rain all the time was it the title yeah it doesn't matter it, yeah. that was definitely a line in it and then it played at the end oh yeah i guess it did yeah all right so, so what's next on the list what, what else do we talk about we got the characters oh, we talk about ideas ideas what, what ideas does this film portray brian uh i'm still somewhat un- unclear what you want out of this so you better go first <laughs> or did we kind of cover that already there so i wrote this down because a lot of the movies that we watched like the life aquatic the one with the zombies had metaphor in them oh that asked you to 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 watch the movie deeper than just surface level and kind of like it's the movie's trying to say something to you gotcha okay however not every movie does that. <laughs> and so far, none of the movies that we've reviewed really ask you to kind of like delve into the hidden meaning of the movie. I think... Since you've employed this part, that is. Yeah, correct. Okay. Meaning the Venom series and The Crow. Which, again, spoilers, we'll probably do next. Oh, slash yes, you'll hear it next. There'll be a Venom double feature at some point in the future. Yes. Hopefully. Yeah. If I get off my ass. Or I get on my ass. Well, that's very confusing. Which one on, is? I have to get on my ass to edit these episodes. I guess so. Unless you got a standing desk. That's true. I don't know which would be worse. Come again? <laughs> <laughs> having to edit while standing up, or having to get on my ass to edit it. I mean, standing desks are quite quite nice as long as you don't have to stand for the whole thing. I mean, if I'm have if I'm at a standing desk, then it's usually because I'm like working and like moving around to doing things and mostly at work anyway we're getting off track (laughs) (laughs) if there are any ideas sort of conveyed in this movie it's um you know uh it can't rain all the time you know the world is is full of 
darkness, but it's not all darkness. It's like sometimes the crow comes along and is like kill everyone involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's good. I guess so. Cuz yeah, w- the this okay, remember the opening scene where the girls basically do the narration mm-hmm. and it's something about how very very rarely the spirit of the crow will come to make things right. Yes. And apparently that only entails for very specific situations. It's just whenever he decides. I guess so. Like, yeah, what? This movie is very vague about how the crow rules work. Well, I mean, the crow is alive. Oh, okay. The bird, yes. The crow, and the crow brings people, other people, back to life and allows them to, you know, solve issues that they weren't able to solve before they died i guess so but and then it, also like also just, he did it a year late well they, it's on the anniversary yeah it's on the anniversary so it's so many like i said the rules are so vague like how does this work why does it work i think it's because it's halloween brian all right it's only on halloween that the crow comes and does his his crow business <laughs> he's the crow and he's here to do the crow's business okay that's what he would have said if he wasn't just going. <laughs> that was a good crow impression, actually. Very good. Thank you. Okay. Do you, what, do you have anything to add to that? Ideas that this movie conveys? Mm, no. But admittedly, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention for that. I was sitting there trying to figure out the rules of how the crow works. <laughs> I wasn't trying to figure out anything. I was just <laughs> enjoying the whole ride. Well... All right, maybe we should just skip to the rating part of this then. I think that's a great idea. Do you have a rating for this? Uh, You know what? Yes. Yes, I do. On a scale from snail to whale, Michael, I will call this a rail. No, stick with me. I I picture this as uh, like rail as in like a railing, like the railing on the side of a highway. This movie should not be as good as it is but it keeps me on the road and it keeps me watching and basically it prevents me from just deciding i don't want to watch this i don't like it no it's the rail everything in this movie makes me decide to stick with it this movie never goes off the rails is what you're saying never no it is the rail and it's what prevents me from going off the road that's really good actually it is the rail yeah some movies go off the rail some movies like never yeah some movies are the vehicle that then fly off the road and such rides the rail it is the rail yes it's what prevents i guess the movie from flying off that's that's what i mean by like every once in a while a movie comes along that is perfect (laughs) like this because I almost can't believe that it's intentional. Like, you can't make a movie this good on purpose. <laughs> and All right, well. Clearly okay, that's very subjective. That is. Because I don't think everybody would think that. No. You know, I went and saw another movie this weekend that is also perfect, but technically. Wait, which one is that? That movie is called Dune, and everybody should go see it. Oh, really? Because it is a masterpiece. Oh, okay. I swear. That's not surprising because it's made by Denis Villeneuve, who can do no wrong. Uh, what, what else did he do? I feel Blade, like I've asked Blade this. Runner That's right. I have to ask that every freaking time <laughs> you give me that same answer every freaking time. Yeah. As I was watching that, I was like, master class, right? 
this movie is also a masterclass, <laughs> but in a completely different game. <laughs> it's not like a cinematic masterclass. It's a camp masterclass. And that is almost more difficult to pull <laughs> off, I think. Okay, that's that's not fair. It obviously takes a tremendous amount of skill to make a, a masterpiece of a film. How about an enormous amount of luck? Because so much of this would have had to line up perfectly. Exactly. Because if this movie, movie came out today, it wouldn't have worked. Yes. Like, Denis Villeneuve has proved that he, that's not luck. Right, yes. He is so skilled at what he does that he can do it over and over and over again. This movie, <laughs> Alex Proyas struck gold by accident. <laughs> I mean, I guess seem, that's how you do it. That might seem harsh, but I've seen his other movies, and none of them reach <laughs> the heights of this movie. So... I'm starting to ramble at this point. Uh, let me just give it a rating. Yes. Uh, okay. Where would you... Okay. The scenario in which to enjoy this movie the most, where and who and what is this scenario? I think that like a movie night with your friends on Halloween or near Halloween is perfect for this movie. All right. Sweet and simple. Just yeah. a Halloween movie night. There you go. I mean, bonus if it's raining outside, which it is. <laughs> yes, it is currently. So That's... I think this environment the, this... that we're in right now is the perfect viewing experience well, for this movie. Well, there you go. If you had like a pizza, then, you know. Had you had you already eaten lunch? We could have offered you lunch. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I had a milkshake for lunch. That's not a lunch. <laughs> That's a snack at best. You should have said something. I, I was hungry. I would have ordered a pizza. Oh, it's okay. I'm supposed to go get dinner later. Okay, fine. Whatever. You know, as you do. As you do. Yes, I, I'm aware of the concept of dinner, I suppose. <laughs> All right. So I think those are our ratings. Yeah. Now we have to go to the uh, the, the Call David segment. Oh, that's right. We forgot to warn David that we were going to call we him today. We did. We sh <sighs> Should I just call him anyway? Yeah, why not? If we get his voicemail, then we'll just leave an extra strange voicemail that'll yeah. just sound like crows. You know what? We should just do that anyway. Call him and just start making crow noises. That'd be fun. Oh, fun. I'm going to I'm calling him right now. Do we have a question for him? <laughs> no, we don't. We should have thought of that. You have reached the All right, crow noises, crow noises. Oh, no, 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 let it go. Let it go. Crow noises. Oh, okay. Please do so. The mailbox is full. I'm oh! Foiled. I knew that was going to happen. Oh, you did? Last time, or there was a past episode where we tried to call him and leave him a voicemail. Ah, send that we need to get on him about that. Yeah. Just send him a random text and be like, clear out some of your voicemails, man. Okay. Send Not now. Oh, some other okay, day. After, after the recording? Yeah. Okay, so let's go to the mailbag. Uh, Do we have mail in our mailbag? We're not going to because technically... We haven't posted an episode in almost a year, and nobody listens to them. Uh, so, no. <laughs> we have no new tweets. However, this is the perfect opportunity for me to mention mm -hmm. that one of my recent tweets... Uh, recent on, in quotes. ...on the Mostly Movies Twitter account uh, was liked by one writer-director, James Gunn. And I think that that's really special. Yeah. I mean, it's mo it's probably the most special we'll get out of this, though I'm sure it was just PR because he's got movies coming out and such. Yeah, probably, yeah. I did mention his new movie, The Suicide Squad, yeah. which had just come out, like, you know, a couple days prior. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, I'm going to bring that up again. <laughs> 
Write in and let us know if that's getting old. <laughs> that's okay. By the time this episode airs, they won't actually have heard that joke yet, will they? Is this bit better or worse than the the Mark Wahlberg or uh, Walt Marlberg bit? That uh, I would say worse, but then again, it's short and sweet. It is short and sweet. I could bring back Walt Marlberg. I would kill you. <laughs> you said that he's dead. You you literally said that he's dead. I murdered him. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it there. All right. Well, I think that that is it then for the Mostly Movies podcast. All righty. Brian, you want to hit him with the socials? All righty. Socials. Can I remember them? We'll never know because uh, I forgot. You want me to do it? Nope. Hold on. Thinking. It's very simple. It is. It's so simple. It's tw- okay. Twitter handle is at mostly movies pod. Yes. Okay. I you did re- it. Can never remember. Okay. You know what trips me up is that one of these is the mostly movies podcast, mm-hmm. and the rest is mostly movies pod or mostly movies or something along that line. And I always get them mixed up because I know there's one of them that's different. <laughs> so, yes. Ah. Uh, the two main ones are the same though. The Twitter and Gmail. Oh, okay. So, okay. At, okay. The mostly move, just, no, wait, just mostly movies pod at gmail.com. Correct. Is the other way you can contact us. Facebook is the mostly movies podcast. That's then. correct. Okay. Don't go there though. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. We probably won't see it. You can add something and I'll get a notification. Yeah, actually, you know though. what? For anyone who is listening, which is nobody at the moment, but anyone yeah. in the future, go ahead and put something there and see how long it takes us to find it. I know. I, I'll get a notification immediately on my phone and I will read it and I will reply and we will spotlight you on the <laughs> podcast <laughs> if you want, unless you specifically ask not to have that happen. Well, then what do we do? It's our first piece of mail. We're not allowed to talk about it. Yes. We respect Aww. the privacy of our, our listeners if they if, if they choose to remain anonymous. Okay. Also, uh, there is a, a Instagram page, my personal Instagram page, which is called Mostly Movies, and I post photos of... Uh, that one you actually should follow because there's movies. actual activity there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Of our social media accounts, I think that one is probably the most active. Yeah. And nothing usually related to the podcast we should mention. Occasionally. Very rarely, but... But if you like movies, uh, be there for it. Cause he it's, he it's sometimes buys, like, hard, uh, like, steel, steel case... Books. Yeah, yeah. steelbooks of, like, some of the movies we end up watching here. But yeah. it's... That's yeah, kind that's... of a hobby. It's a hobby. This is a hobby. I guess technically this is a hobby, isn't yeah. it? Okay. Anyways. We're, we're at the end of this. Uh, so I hope you all enjoyed and that you come back for future episodes I, we have a few of them in the tank ready Technically to be speaking. edited so hopefully you will see more episodes coming down the pipeline yes yeah. venom's next uh yes. and then venom and then 2 venom 2 and then it was a double we feature. also have tom hiddleston oh gosh i forgot about that one we vampires wow okay yeah. anyway good night everybody that was very loud it was a bit uh it's from animaniacs Someday I'm actually going to forget that and you're going to say it and then I'm going to have to play it off like I remember it and then be angry about it. But then I'm going to be secretly like, I'm glad he said that because I actually don't remember what that was and it was going to bother me. Well, I have to say it in every episode because I don't know if people know. I mean, they do now. Don't stay tuned for the after show because there isn't one. I don't have time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right.